to My Great Australian Dream, a podcast about studying, living, working and migrating to Australia. I am your host, Tracy Chen, and I'm an immigration lawyer based in Australia. So today I want to talk about the South Australian Skilled Migration Program. I've discussed many different programs throughout the year and I thought today it'd be good to discuss, you know, basically what's happened over the last year with skilled migration in South Australia. I have one word, reliable and consistent. Whenever I consult with my clients, and if they're not already well established in one state, I would actually tell them to move to South Australia. And I'll tell you exactly why in a minute. But one thing I can say is I can safely say that most of my clients, if not all, who applied to South Australia based on their eligibility, obviously you have to be eligible, they were invited. And that's a big thing, because if you look at the other states, such as New South Wales, Victoria, even if you meet the eligibility requirements, there's a chance you're still not invited. And a lot of you probably know that. The only difficult thing is South Australia has its own set of requirements that have a couple of different streams. So we'll discuss them today. Now, there's two major sections you have to look at. So one is the standard nomination requirements. And two is the talent and innovators stream. And there's a lot of different sections under there. But let's firstly start with the nomination requirements. So obviously for this application, you must have completed your expression of interest. Now I've discussed this in detail in many of my videos. However, in short, to apply for an expression of interest, you need to meet the minimum points requirement, which is 65. You need to have a skills assessment. You need to meet the English requirements and you need to have all the documentation to support the points that you are claiming. I'll leave the link below to a video where I've discussed expression of interest in detail. So let's assume you've already got your expression of interest finished. Now you can lodge a nomination if you meet the requirement. Now it's different for every single occupation. So let's take, for example, mechanical engineer. If I look at the requirements for a mechanical engineer to be nominated for the 190 visa, you must be living and working in South Australia in a closely related or your nominated occupation for at least 18 months. Or if you lived and worked in outer South Australia, or if you lived and worked in outer regional South Australia, you only need to be working for 12 months to apply for the 190 visa. For the 491 visa, they just recently closed, so you're only eligible to apply under the Talent and Innovator stream right now. But let's just say previously, just before they closed a couple of weeks ago, to be eligible for the 491, you needed to be living and working in South Australia for six months. There was no distinction between outer regional South Australia and Greater Adelaide for 491 at the time. The reason I'm saying this is I do believe that in the new financial year, it will change back to what it previously was as well. There might be a couple of, you know, differences in terms of you maybe you might need to work longer or maybe even shorter but I believe that the nomination requirements will go back to normal for the 491. It's just that they filled up the application places for the 491 so you're only eligible to apply under the talent and innovator stream right now. So say for example you're a mechanical engineer, you score a job as a mechanical engineer in South Australia and you relocate to South Australia. So move there, start living there, and you're working in Adelaide, let's say. After 18 months of living and working there, you will be eligible for the 190. And you'll go ahead, you'll lodge your expression of interest and you'll lodge your nomination. South Australia has also been really quick. My experience last year has been most people would get a result for their nomination within, I don't know, a couple of weeks. It was really quick. It was 
it was not much time at all. Most of my clients were quite surprised as well. And then two other things about the standard nomination pathway is that you need to be working at least 20 hours per week. So you can be working part-time. However, I do believe the full-time is preferred. I think the clients who are working full-time and clearly met the requirements, I think they, their invitation came very quickly. So for a lot of you people who are already doing that in other states and feel that you can easily do that in South Australia, it would definitely be the way to go. I think the quickest one we had was like two days, to be honest, for 190. So I had a client in another occupation. We planned the entire pathway. She was already living and working in Melbourne in her field. Then she got a transfer to South Australia, lived and worked in outer regional South Australia for six months because that was a requirement of her occupation. And literally after two days, she got the invitation for the 190. And again, this is why I push it so much because in other states, you'll apply and you'll wait and you won't know. And those who are lucky will get invited. There's just, yes, those who are talented and meet the requirements, that helps a bit, but I can't safely say that you will definitely get invited. In South Australia, I'm very confident. And I know these things will change, but I just wanna talk about my experience last year. My clients would ask me, what do you think? Do you think I'll get invited? And I'm like, yep, I really do. And I have that kind of confidence in South Australia. I just think they have an excellent program. So that is the standard nomination pathway. So don't get that confused with the next stream I'm gonna talk about, which is the talent and innovator stream, which has its own um, streams within itself. So let's talk about the talent and innovator stream. So the first stream would be the employment stream. The whole point of the talent and innovators is that basically the requirement I think is shortened. So for example, the one I mentioned before, 18 months in Adelaide, you know, that's quite long. However, I think the talent and innovator stream is kind of designed for a quicker processing for you to be able to meet the eligibility requirements basically quicker. I have seen instances where they you apply for 190, they might give out one 491. I've also seen instances where I apply for 491 and a client got 190. It's crazy. So let's firstly talk about the employment stream. The most important thing is that South Australia has their priority industry sectors. So just like Victoria, they have their target sectors. Uh, South Australia has the same thing. However, it's very very, very broad, I feel. And when I looked at the PDF about the growth industry sectors, uh, I feel like there was a lot that you could fit into it. So here are kind of the different areas. You've got creative industries, you've got defense industries, you've got health, um, you've got high tech. So I really think a lot of occupations and you know people can kind of fit into these different sectors. You must be working for a business of good standing. That business, your employer must have an annual turnover of over $4 million or unless it's a startup or it, the business is based in outer regional South Australia. And the employee, so yourself, you must be earning at least $80,000 plus super per year per annum. However, you can be exempt from that high income threshold if you are a recent graduate or if you're working in regional South Australia or you're working for a startup. So... I feel like, you know, there's a lot you can do there. Now, you have to be working for a South Australian business, remember. You can't be working for a Victorian business living in South Australia. So well, that's one of the key things that a lot of people ask me, um, generally speaking, no. The next stream is for those who are working out of regional South Australia. Now, to be completely honest with you, I have had this approved for people who are not working in their nominated occupation. I really think it's a case-by-case -case basis, but when I emailed them and asked about it before I lodged this, uh, they did say you have to be working in your nominated occupation. However, I did lodge for 
um, someone who was an accountant working as a chef in regional South Australia. And we did get the invitation for 491. But again, it's case by case. And I highly recommend you get your advice from your migration agent or lawyer before you do any of this. Okay. Just to, you know, avoid any issues in the future. Uh, you have to be working under this stream. Let's assume you have to be working in your occupation in outer regional Australia and your employer must have been running the business for the last 12 months. The next one is the startup and small business stream. So anybody who runs their own business or works on an ABN in South Australia, you must apply under this stream. Now, this has been really good for our clients as well. I'll explain a couple of examples. However, basically to qualify for this one, you must have been living in South Australia for the past 24 months and working in your startup or small business for the last 12 months. You obviously don't need to be working in your field. For example, if you're an accountant, I believe you could be opening a small coffee shop or something. They look at the business as well. I'll discuss that soon, but that's definitely my understanding of it. And I've had a couple of invitations for that. So I had a client who actually studied accounting been in south australia for ages like they came to south australia they lived there they came to south australia they started studying there you know spent like i don't know years in south australia then what happened was they bought a restaurant and then they opened another one and so she'd been running it for like three years i can't remember exactly how long her partner was on a 457 visa so that's how you know they were able to stay in south australia for so long she then got a skills assessment as a cafe and restaurant manager because she'd been running the business completely different concept but just telling you the story then we were able to lodge under the startup and small business stream now the startup and small business that you run must be in one of the growth industry sectors so obviously she was running restaurants so that was in the hospitality wine and food business which south australia Australia heavily promotes. You also need to prove that your business is able to provide you the minimum taxable income bracket, which is 53,900, which is set by the Department of Home Affairs. There's also a couple of documentation requirements. I'll also leave a link below of where you can grab one of our PDFs for more information in regards to this. I'll leave all that information below for you. The next one is high performing graduate. So you must have completed a bachelor or higher in South Australia, and you must have at least completed 50% of your degree in South Australia. You must have at least proficient English. And they obviously, again, care about what sector you studied. So it has to align with the growth state industry sectors for South Australia. So to be eligible under the high performing graduate stream, you basically need to have a GPA of 6.0 or higher. And the last one is independent talent. Now, this is a little bit of a funny one. I've had great experiences with this one. Uh, so basically for this one, you must be residing in South Australia. There's no requirement for you to be working, but it most definitely helps. You must have at least 95 points but that's including the state nomination points so if you were applying for 491 you get 15 points for the 190 you get five points so you need 95 points whether you're applying for the 491 or the 190 you must have considerable work experience in your field so for example if you're an accountant you must have considerable work experience as an accountant and they don't really identify what that means but from my experience i think it means three years again your occupation needs to align with the growth state industry sectors in south australia and they want to see a business case so basically a two-page submission of how you'll be able to contribute to south australia so i've given you a very broad overview of the kind of requirements in south australia to be invited for a skilled visa whether it be 190 or 491 I can tell you definitely what they prefer. So they obviously prefer people who've been living there for a bit longer. People who have been living there for a bit longer generally got the 190 invitation. So I'm talking about over one year. People who are living there a little bit shorter, you know, um, six months, eight months, maybe 12 months, generally got the invitation for 491. 
because at the end of the day, it's their discretion to offer you 491 or 190. So whenever I do the expression of interest, I always tick both just in case. We honestly had a client met the requirements of 491. Uh, we ticked 491 and 119 EY. Before the ROI for South Australia, we drafted it and we actually ticked 491 because that's the requirement she met. She got the invitation for 190. I think they obviously prefer that she'd been living there for a long time and the submission I believe was excellent. So just to wrap it up, my experience with South Australia over the last financial year has honestly been excellent. Our clients moved to South Australia, did their best to meet the nomination requirements. We lodged the application and we got an invitation. Although we got a lot of invitations for Victoria, New South Wales, it wasn't every client, even though they met the requirements and they asked me, you know, why didn't I get invited, you know, in the ones in Victoria, New South Wales? And I don't have an explanation other than the fact that those states are pickier, it's more competitive, and there's just way more people than there is spots. So if you're looking to start fresh, if you're looking to go somewhere and do it right from the beginning, I, I highly recommend South Australia. Anyway, I have some very exciting news. I'll be launching some step-by-step -step courses. I'm gonna leave the link so you can subscribe early to the mailing list and also for early access to the courses. Some of the courses will be free, some of them will not be, that's just the way it is. However, there'll be lots and lots of information that I'll be able to provide on it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And just a gentle reminder that this is not to be used as legal or immigration advice. Please consult an Australian lawyer or a Mara registered agent before you make any visa applications to Australia. For all other migration updates, you can find me on Instagram, Tracy underscore Chen. That's T-R-A-C-I underscore Chen or my TikTok account, which is just Migration Lawyer. And if you like this podcast, don't forget to share it with your family and friends. And if you want to get in contact with me, my details are on my Instagram bio.